0: hey everyone welcome to the snm pod we're your hosts osama and Shazan, and we're going to be discussing about sports and music and any of the latest transfers or new releases that are going to be happening in music as well and things that we anticipate from either of these two areas so stay tuned and we hope you enjoy the pod
1: hello everyone and welcome back to the snm pod today we're recording our 20th episode and today we're going to be talking about everything that's happening in the sports world especially the icc t-20 world cup which has ended and uh osama first you want to talk about the semi-finals first and then uh, uh let's get into then let's get to the final uh it's gonna yeah, be hard I for reckon. us to talk about the semi-finals. I, well. I know
0: exactly you can, i'm sure like the listeners can already tell just from the tone. Yeah of this podcast that uh you know the result didn't go the way that we would expect it to
1: yeah first let's talk about the new zealand versus england game because that was also a huge game so let's talk about that first and then let's get into yeah okay okay
0: so i mean okay so i think uh before before this game took place um you know in our in our previous podcast i remember we were discussing and we were talking about how uh you know we would predict england um because of how dominant they were in their group that you know they would for sure make it to the finals yeah um and you know that that, that's what we were expecting Mm. um but this ended up being an extremely close game like a lot closer than we thought it would be i think right um
1: and not just that
0: the result also didn't go the way that we thought it would
1: exactly but the thing is like okay so i'm just gonna pull up the stats first uh so the thing is, like, we've seen, like, in this World Cup, mostly, pretty much, I think it's, uh, what was the stat, like, they're like out of 14 or 15 games, uh, so, for, let's just say 15 games, uh, in 14 of the games, the team that won the toss won the game.
0: Yes, yep, yeah, and the yeah. thing is, the team that won the toss chose to ball first, because yeah, this, on this pitch, it's clearly a huge advantage, a huge advantage uh, to Yeah, chase. because of the
1: deal factor and everything, so it's, yeah. Like it made a lot of sense for
0: yeah a hundred percent, I think even there was only one game in the entire tournament that um like as you were saying before that uh that they won, and they um
1: lost, lost tosses the tosses were bad at lost first, the and an that was also a game. That was against England, It was the South Africa England game, which was a big game. Uh, in that game, basically, South Africa scored 189 in, in 20 overs, which is a big score, and England couldn't chase it down. They were like 179 for eight, which I don't know how they lost that game because they just, like, uh, basically, they left their wickets fall, like, pretty easily in the last two overs. But anyways, so let's get into the Yeah, semi-finals. exactly. So,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but exactly, so as soon as the toss happened, you can already kind of predict the direction that this would go in, but then you yeah. still know how well England played throughout the tournament. And, uh, exactly. You know, you're expecting exactly. them to still get the result regardless. Um, yeah. But, uh, okay, so after the first innings, though, uh, England only managed to get 166 runs.
1: Yeah, what was your reaction when you saw like 166 in the first innings, to be honest?
0: I think at that point, you already kind of had a feeling that England wasn't going to win
1: yeah I, that's that's
0: what i thought at least i don't know how you felt yeah but once i, I, saw that I thought the for same ratings, thing i'm like yeah right thing. like you wouldn't really because we know how this pitch is like you just know that 166 is definitely not enough like you can chase that down very easily and yeah. um that's exactly what new zealand did like they they did it pretty comfortably i would say right like i
1: mean i, mean, they, they I wouldn't say comfortably like because
0: in ha- yeah, because the thing is like hand if that you would think they would at that point um but, yeah. you know, they still had a full over left.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. So when the game, like when the second inning started, like in the first over, Martin Guptill got out, which is a big wicket. So there was they were like one for one or something. There was like five runs for one wicket. And in the second over, their their skipper, their captain, Kane Williamson, got out. So in like three overs or something, they were like for 15 or something for two. At that point, I thought that, okay, he's not going to make a mess out of this. And like during the the, the partnership of uh, Devon Convoy and uh, Daryl Mitchell was a huge partnership, but the thing is, the way that they were playing, they weren't able to score boundaries. They were just taking singles, and even the singles were a lot shaky. England was just uh, the thing is, in my opinion, I don't England know. defeated Mitchell themselves. Had
0: a, a bunch of boundaries, though.
1: No, yeah, he did, but like at the end of the innings, like when they both had the partnership, and like they weren't playing pretty, uh, pretty good. He had four sixes and four fours, but that's when he went off like in the uh, end of the innings. Because the thing is, like during the uh, like middle was let's just say like the first 10 to 10-12 overs the game was a bit iffy because the run rate was going up because england were bowling good but england were not feeling that well and they were letting like easy single goals and like like easy like to twos and threes and everything uh but then they got rid of uh uh conway yeah conway and then came jimmy neesham uh, actually yeah then uh, then phillips came in phillips got out on like four balls so i was like okay now they're like three down i don't know if they're gonna be able to chase it but then when Jimmy Nisshin came, he just he just came in he, from the 11 balls he scored 27 runs. He scored three sixes and one four. He changed the game. He gave the confidence to Daryl Mitchell to go and hit the ball. And then after that, Daryl Mitchell just went for it. He started hitting fours and sixes. And then like you like you said, like they finished the game like with six balls in hand and five wickets in hand, which is which looks very easy, but it was a bit hard in the middle of the game. But I guess like the D factor comes in like after then
0: yeah yeah that too and then you still had a good batsman left regardless you still had Daryl Mitchell left as well right so um yeah exactly you, you could you would still probably favor them um that's what I'm
1: saying because England didn't go for the kill they had many chances that they could have got Daryl Mitchell out as well they didn't go for the catches like they weren't there to win that game and like I'm not gonna' this this might be I'm not being biased or anything because I don't support both of the teams but New, New Zealand were also not looking that great. but I think England defeated themselves in this game and the toss as well.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's true. I mean, that's that's exactly what the score will tell you as well, right? Like, in terms yeah. of their – on the batting side, they should have done much better um, than they did. And 100%. They, like, obviously, everyone knows going into this um, batting first, like, you have to get at least 180, 190. Um, agree, and then even then, there's still, like – yeah, exactly. And even then, it's, like, there's still a chance that, you know, you might not win. You would still have to bowl really well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that, that's – you're right, 100%. Like, they, they kind of beat themselves – but it's a shame, right? Because you had such a great performance throughout the tournament, and um, and it kind of all just let, uh, leads to this loss against New Zealand, who definitely weren't the favorite going into this.
1: Yeah, that's what scared me, to be honest. Like, I was scared like the next day that if we lose, lose the toss and this happens to us, like, there's a huge possibility Australia beats us and let's just get into the second semifinal. That's exactly what happened. We lost yeah, the toss. I mean, okay,
0: so to preface to preface the game though, um, didn't Australia? only even make it to the semi-final because of like the net run rate uh
1: yes yeah, aside exactly. from
0: that they were tied on the points with south africa
1: so south africa bro yeah, they so... lost to england they got out at like 122 all out by england so i was like okay pakistan has like a you know like a big chance of beating them like this year because we always lose to the knockouts against australia and our team even losing this game i'm still gonna say that pakistan in my opinion was the best team in this World Cup. I think you you would agree with me on that because like Australia yeah, no, did look good we'll in get, the knockouts.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get more into like Pakistan's overall performance as well. Um, you know, let's discuss the semifinal first. But I just wanted to yeah. yeah briefly mention that like yeah first of all Australia only really made it because of their net run rate. So that's how usually like, we get most... to
1: the knockouts.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the, exactly. That's what you're expecting generally for Pakistan to make it in some yeah. like, shady way and somehow like you know thankfully yeah, we've made exactly. it. But Pakistan, it we very, come in. Yeah, Baksan made it comfortably, right? Like, we all made it comfortably. Um, Five and and oh. the thing is, you're, like, going into this match as well, I think everyone's hopes are pretty high, um, just because mm-hmm. of the unprecedented run that we went on. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess, go ahead. What, what did you think? So, after, after the toss. <laughs>
1: uh, even after the toss, I was like, okay, we've lost the toss. So, I was, So the thing is, like, my expectations were a lot lower than going before. I'm not going to lie. I was not even... So, the thing is... Uh, going into the India game, Maka Maka. Uh, when I was going, when we, uh, <laughs> when we were going into that game, I wasn't nervous at all because I didn't, I wasn't expecting Pakistan to win, to be honest, because uh, I haven't seen our team play because we our two uh, big series got like postponed uh by new Zealand, not postponed cancelled by new zealand new zealand for some technical reasons security reasons for some i don't want to like yeah i don't want to talk about that yeah, but it anyway was, it was bs
0: absolutely yes yeah, yeah, but okay
1: yeah. and england did the same so we didn't know yeah. what the pakistan team looked like right so like when we went in the india game i had no expectations but after that game like the expectations keep uh, kept on building on we beat new zealand like easily afghanistan easily then the other two games in the BBA and then scotland easily so i was like expecting this game to go in our hands but like after the toss, I was like, okay, Pakistan needs to score at least 180 to 185 or 190 to 185, so then we can yeah. we, because I know because I trust our Pakistani bowling line, that so we could have won this game. Right. But we basically went on Babar Azam and uh, Mohammad Rizwan. By the way, after the game, the doctors revealed that Mohammad Rizwan was in ICU before the uh, game for like two days, and the guy scored 67 runs in the in the semi-final after that. Unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable the guy is insane the way that he played in this game was amazing Babar Azam also played a good inning of 39 he just got out a bit too early actually not early he did his thing he, he like he did his thing he's, he's been performing throughout the whole World Cup. Fakir Zaman came in he started very slow I'm not gonna lie he started very slow and which is why i think then we basically we could have scored a lot more runs but then he did score 55 from 32 balls with like four sixes and three fours and those sixers were insane like they were going out of the ground like each and bro mitchell stark is, is a baller that everyone's scared of right and then he was beating him like he's the regular baller mitchell stark conceded 38 runs i think mitchell stark had two overs eight runs and then the next two overs he conceded 30 runs so like he was getting like bro he was getting like smacked and even the josh uh, josh hazelwood he conceded 49 runs in like, four four overs so like yeah. both of those yeah both of their uh bowlers were pretty bad but adam zampa and uh, like he was amazing like in this game spinners were working out well so i was like okay pakistan needs to pretty much like try to play uh Hafiz and uh Shidaab and uh imad will see him in the second inning but anyway so first thing is like do you think Bro, in like the, I think in the 16th, 17th, and 18th, we had like only 15 runs like in the last three years. What do you think?
0: No, okay. So, um, I remember, yeah, there was a point in the 16th over where I was like, yo, why are do we still not, like, I think, yeah, we were at 145, maybe something like that, right? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, yo, exactly. hit, when are they going to start hitting? I was so confused as to why Pakistan was playing so slow at that point. I couldn't understand, like, you have so many wickets in hand. I think at that point, only one wicket was down. Only Bob Rausen was gone, right?
1: No, there were like two wickets down.
0: Okay, two wickets down. Only at that point, even then like, you have exactly you have so like you have like a pretty deep lineup, right? So you can yeah. easily like even if someone gets out, you can still keep going, right? And you have to get a large score because you're batting first. So you know, you know what you have to do. Um, and I was so confused at that point and around that over. I was like, oh my god, we're gonna finish at like 160. Like, I really don't know how this is even gonna be possible. This is clearly not going to be a win. Um, yeah. And then you're right. uh Fakir Zaman also had a bunch of boundaries that were crucial. Four sixes. Um, yeah. So crucial at that point, and that's the only reason why we were able to reach 176. But I like yeah because Asif only got out more, like man. on the first
1: ball, exactly. Yeah, we, we but the thing is like we had
0: if we started easily,
1: easily, we easily, easily. That's what, I, that's what i'm saying like we could have easily made it like the score uh, 185 190 easily bro if we could have e- at one point pakistan was about to score like 200 like if you t- uh, like the predicted uh, runs were like around 200 because of the amount of wickets we had in hand and uh, like we had a lot of like batsmen coming up bro we had like mohammed the just faced a ball uh Shahid malik just faced like two balls he got out uh Ali also got out on the first ball like we had a lot of time so i think Bro, Fakir Zaman wasted a lot of balls in like those middle overs, even though he scored the end. It. But I think uh, he had an amazing innings, but he did like make, uh, made us lose like 15 to 20 runs extra for for sure. But anyways, the second innings came, Pakistan. Uh, I was I was okay. I was like, okay, maybe there's still a chance that we, we're going to get them out. in like Because Australia haven't scored a big total in this tournament, uh, like on a big team, like for example, England and South Africa, right? So I was like, yeah, okay, Pakistan is easily going to beat them.
0: Yeah, and you know what, for me even like going into the second innings, I was like, okay, 160 176 is I think it's even though I know like yeah, they're batting second, I think it will be enough just because of how good Pakistan's bowling is too. So I was like, you know what? I I'm fairly confident that Pakistan will be able to pull this through. But go ahead.
1: But yeah, so basically the first over started. Uh, David Warner took a run, one run, second ball, Aaron Finch faced the ball and he's out. What an amazing ball by Shaheen Afridi. He gets him out one for one okay at that point i'm like yo pakistan's gonna get them out of like a hundred this it's a huge wicket. they got their captain out on the first first uh, ball like second ball of the first over right it's one for one the sec yep. the third ball comes in and then mitchell Marsh they appeal and the umpire says no bro i'm not gonna lie see i'm being defensive because of pakistan like i think is that if, if you're an umpire and like empire and stuff uh, if you see it from your naked eye bro that's a clear out like like it is a clear out and then when pakistan reviewed it it was an empire's call so empire gave an, a nod out but it was hitting the wickets it was in line it was just the uh, pitching it was outside like uh, it was basically an umpire's call so if the empire's call was out even if australia had taken a review it would have stayed out so we were unlucky at, at that situation which uh, which was like very unhelpful so if pakistan, if the umpire would have given that out i think pakistan would have pretty much like got them done by like easily like at 150 160 max i'm not joking yeah, because the thing is, if, you, if you're one thing. for two
0: yeah that's the thing the dynamic is completely different and now the pressure yeah. is on like it australia really hard to overcome yeah it's yeah. really hard to overcome that for australia at that point right that's yeah. what you would think like mentally like it would be really difficult
1: and they did show that they did show that even in the field they were dropping catches they dropped fuckers on one's catch uh they they did drop a few catches and like some misfields and stuff as well like uh but then uh shadab khan came in with a beautiful spell like he scored he, he took a big wicket of uh, david warner in 49 which was not an out i don't know but uh, the umpire gave it and i don't know why do uh david warner thought that he was out he didn't even uh, touch the ball so it was his fault and anyways uh <laughs> The, the score went on and everything and i think at one point they were like 89 for four 89 for five i think yeah, it was, for four i remember five.
0: it was 95 for five i clearly remember it was 95 for five and yeah, I it was, was 96 like, oh. for
1: five 96 for five yeah
0: okay 96 for five and i remember in okay, that cool. moment i was thinking oh there is no chance there is no chance now like pakistan's got this easy win yeah. right here that 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 was my thinking at least at that point the only and the only thing see, the that i the amount of times, like, your mood changed throughout this, like, yeah, match. It bro, was like, yo, okay, okay no, Pakistan's yeah. lost, not Pakistan's won. Pakistan's... It was just all over the place, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was, it was. Bro, like, I was expecting, because since, like, they had eight overs left and they only need to score, like, 80 runs, which is easy, like, in these uh, situations. So I was like, okay, Pakistan has put the pressure on them. If they just take a wicket, they're going to win this game easily. Then comes on Hassan Ali. He concedes a lot of runs. 44 runs in 4 overs no wickets his bowling was uh, see the thing is we i have to criticize him even though he's been performing very well for pakistan recently but in this world cup he was he was bad George. like he was the worst yep. he was the worst player in the pakistani team for sure By far. By far. he he he, he forgot his, bro when you're in a world cup stage you know you have to bowl a line you're bowling pretty much on a fuller length to a batsman who hits on the ball on the leg side pretty easily you you just like australia were bowling in the last few overs they were balling our batsman right on the off stump, right at the, the like we're, right, as a Yorker, so that even if they hit the shot, it's not going to go. It's, it's either going to be an edge or it's going to be an inside edge. And Hassan Ali was doing the complete opposite. We're giving him a fuller length ball on the left side, and there Matthew Wade and uh, Stonis, they just started hitting him. And uh, the game was pretty much uh, dead because then we, they needed like 20 runs and two overs. And I thought that we were going to win that game. But, anyways, uh, then Shah Afridi comes in, bowls a beautiful ball, and Ali uh, drops the catch. Uh, yeah. It was not. A, it was not a hard catch. People are saying that it was a hard catch because he because he ran like a lot or like a long way. That was not a long way. For, but there's a reason why uh, fast bowlers are on the boundary because they're because they run fast. And he did make it. The ball was in his hand, and I don't know what happened. He left that catch okay so that but was his you, fault okay, did
0: you think did you think that was a turning point in this match or did you think it was kind of
1: already over and it was just no it wasn't over so if Pakistan if Hassan Ali would have caught that ball I don't think Australia would have won that game because the thing is really yeah okay. uh, bro because the thing is the next baller comes in and you're facing Shaheen Shah right Shaheen Shah Afridi is gonna bowl you a Yorker for sure or a fuller length baller and you're not gonna be able to face it because you're a new batsman and who was the new batsman it was just their bowlers Pat Cummins Mitchell Stark and Hazelwood their bowlers were in, like, this was their last batsman. I don't know, man. Last... I, I no. thought,
0: I I, I was, I, at that point, I, I would think that, you know, even if he caught it, um, Australia still had a, still a decent amount of wickets in hand where all they really had to do was hit a little bit and that's it. That's all they really needed to do. The still thing... enough balls left. I think at that Dude, point it was 20 runs off of, like, nine balls
1: yeah so so just imagine if basically if he would have caught the ball it would have been 20 in eight balls and then you have a new bowler coming into bat and you're facing Shaheen Afridi who's basically put on the pressure your main batsman Matthew Wade is out on like 16 for basically for 31 or something like 15 for 31 or something and then he's out so then you you put the pressure back on Australia and then they're going to play some bad shots and you get the wickets because I know for a fact if he would have gotten that wicket Shaheen Shah Afridi uh, would have easily gotten like a wicket or two of that over for sure because they're ballers, right? They're gonna be facing uh, ball, a ball coming at them at like 150, 150, uh, 145, 150. So it's hard. And then the next over is Haris Rauf, who bowled beautifully in this g- game as well. But then, uh, yeah, he dropped the catch and then Chai Chavi bowled him like a uh, fuller ball, which was on like in the middle stump. But then he played, Matthew Wade played a sweep shot, it was a beautiful shot, went for a six. He tried the same thing, he was going for the Yorker. And then the same thing happened again, and then again the same thing happened, and we lost in the last second last over. Uh, that's how the cookie crumbled, basically. It was very heartbreaking, to be honest. I actually like, yeah, it was very heartbreaking. Yeah, uh, the thing I, is, it's, I was it depressed. makes
0: it it makes it um a lot worse just knowing how well Pakistan played the entire time, right? Like, if let's say Pakistan um uh, made it to the semifinals and kind of just you know slid through and somehow came second because of like net run rate or it was very close for boxing to even make it there right um, th- at that point your expectations are going to be lower but because of yeah. how well pakistan played the teams pakistan beat pakistan beat india so comfortably pakistan beat new zealand so both.
1: comfortably bro 10 wickets man. like that's still the that's still it's, the like, only yeah, thing un- that cheers me up every single time, time. Yeah. exactly that's the thing right no I mean, team I mean, in the world I mean, cup won by 10 wickets exactly. imagine that so, bro, even
0: like pakistan made history pakistan so, made, made history yeah exactly
1: exactly and, and i'm so proud of the boys for sure like they played amazing cricket throughout the whole world even in this game like they played amazing Sh- shadab Shaheen, even uh, I'm going to, like, Fakir Zaman, bro, Muhammad Rezwan, babar everyone played amazing. Yeah, everyone and, had,
0: like, their moments, right? Shoaib Malik had his moments. Yeah, like, yeah, amazing, amazing. Had, yeah, exactly. Hafiz, yeah, everyone had their awesome moments. Everyone yeah. performed. The only one guy that didn't perform throughout the tournament that from the beginning was already a huge question mark for literally everyone was obviously Hassan Ali. But it's hard to obviously blame an entire tournament on one guy. You can't, you, that's not fair uh, to do um But like that, it's that's the thing. You're right. Like at the end of the day, you have to obviously, you know, hats off to Baksan for playing so well. Like, yeah, agree. Right, first and foremost, you have to give a lot of respect for how well Baksan played and how yeah. uh, confident they looked. Right, the entire unit looked so confident. It didn't matter who they were going up against. Like each game felt like a statement win. Right, like winning against New Zealand was a big deal as well, cause as you were mentioning earlier. Right, like yeah, you had to win a that game yeah um because of like all the controversy and stuff like that that happened before so yeah um, exactly
1: that was a revenge
0: exactly yeah so like Pakistan was there to prove a point and um they played they played amazing to get up to uh, up to the semi-finals and it's just so disappointing to see a team that only made it because of like you know net run rate that's how they made it and then versus a team who you know comfortably was in there um but yeah man honestly like this pitch is also so annoying like
1: yeah man like australia it was annoying the
0: toss and it just they it, won the game yeah nothing really went by way obviously at that point
1: bro yeah we missed three run outs which were very easy to get like the thing is the luck wasn't on our side at like uh, that game even though australia did play well and credit has to go to them like they're fighters when it comes to like these uh knockout games but the luck wasn't on our side so uh, right now like when i think i'm going go back to it I'm not that sad because just the amount of good cricket that we've played. And bro, even you know that and I know that. Like this is an amazing sign what's come for uh, what has to come for like Pakistan's team. The amount of positive cricket that that we've played in this World Cup is just amazing. And hopefully this continues on with this team. The group Yeah no, did you see the
0: potential? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the thing, right? Like you know what Pakistan is capable of and now you're really looking forward to the future games and the tournaments and stuff now because you know like everyone is back on just Really high on how well Pakistan has played, and especially how good, how great the leader of this team is, how great the captain of this team is. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, seeing captain him of the tournament speak, for sure. Yeah, sp- seeing him speak like after this loss, like that was, it was That was probably but the I best felt amazing. 100%. Yeah, that was the best way for any captain to say anything, right? Like, literally, the first thing he said was, "We're not pointing fingers at anyone except for Hassan." Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. Say that, but, I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> he should have said. You that. have he to be- get. He, so he should,
1: because, because the thing is like if he if he ever has to come back like make a big comeback that's like that's basically right now like Hassan Ali has to get back in and that's what Barbara Azam said that I'm gonna back him so that he makes a comeback if he doesn't like the selectors are not, not gonna pick him right now so if the, what's done is done he's gonna get his criticism and he did but Babar Azam's like that I have to I have to back him up if he has to come back to his true potential like he is an amazing bowler. He just didn't he was just not in his right place i think he wasn't taking it seriously or whatever it was in this world cup but anyways i think we should move on from this game man like
0: yeah i mean okay i mean obviously one other thing obviously like once again you already mentioned it earlier mohammed rizwan like coming out of the icu like yo i didn't know how serious the situation was until i saw yeah, like, same. the reports that he was literally like 20 minutes away from his lungs being burnt like from his lungs bursting yeah. like how crazy is that if he didn't get to the hospital in time it would have been over. Like, he wouldn't have survived. Like, that's how serious the situation was. The doctor said it was literally yeah. a miracle that he survived. Miracle,
1: yeah, exactly. Indian and, doctor. He basically yeah. said there was a miracle in, like the, that he has seen. And the way that he performed, man, bro, he got hit in the head. Did you see that bump on his head? When I think Stark uh, hit him in, in oh, the head yeah, with yeah, a ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and yeah. The, bro, the, the guy's an inspiration, man. And, and I, like, bro, he's, he's the best, like... That just the,
0: shows, though, right? <laughs> that just shows... That starts, that, like... Confidence in your team That starts from the yes. top And it was the captaincy Of Bob Azam And the entire team yeah. uh, Exactly For Pakistan Cricket team Like the entire team Bro from our board for...
1: From our board To our team To our prime minister yeah, Like we said in the, the earlier po- Like in the earlier yeah. podcast as well. Yes Everything was just perfect That's and the thing that's right? what like For saying. a
0: player To want to play For for the team that bad That just shows Like how much Togetherness there is In this team So that's the thing Right like for sure Pakistan, like there's so much More to see uh, In the future But you're right We should definitely move on um to the finals
1: now i mean the, we don't have to talk about a lot about the final because it was boring as hell uh yeah. but anyways so basically the final is against australia versus new zealand it's the same final which happened to a 2015 icc world cup the 50 over one uh basically australia won the toss okay at that point i knew 100 australia is <laughs> gonna win this game i'm yeah. not gonna lie because that's what's been going on and the new zealand struggle Kane Williams, were played an amazing captain's inning, he wasn't performing in this World Cup as well, except for like one or two games. But in this game, he played an amazing inning of 80, 85 in 48 deliveries. He played amazing. But Australia's bowling was on point. Josh Hazelwood, who conceded 49 runs against Pakistan, conceded only 16 runs with three wickets in hand.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then oh, uh, basically. Know. yeah. What? And they only scored like 172, and at that point, I was like, okay, Pakistan can't stop them. I don't think Australia. I don't think. I mean, uh, I the only reason that I thought Australia might choke this because it's a final. And it's not a. It's not a, like a small score. But then I was like, okay, Australia, New Zealand also has like a good bowling lineup. But then when they went into like the second innings, they didn't even have like a single chance or anything to win the game.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. And then in the second innings, like they still had so many wickets in hand. Wickets in hand, like they could have. They could have hit a lot more finished it even earlier if they really wanted to like it was it was a pretty comfortable like finals at the end of the day win for uh, australia
1: yeah for definitely sure. not
0: the two teams definitely not the two teams that we
1: expected though right we Bro, just, like the, the whole stadium was like empty the whole stadium was empty most of the fans were pakistani and indians and uh, bro imagine if the final even if it was just like if it was pakistan versus new zealand the whole crowd would have been full what an amazing final! and i can assure you a hundred percent we would have beaten New Zealand easily in that final, even if we batted first, because they didn't okay, look their, that, that <laughs> they were, were going to win. No, the thing is they they weren't like they didn't look the team that they were going to win the World Cup final because the way that they played, you saw what happened, bro. They they only took two wickets of Australia, like Australia dominated them and like they had they had pretty much no chance. Mitchell Marsh was like 77 not out. I think he got I think he they also like dropped a catch or something. But anyways, like, Australia wins the World Cup, uh, congrats to them. They played pretty good in the knockouts, that that you have to uh, say. Uh, yeah, no, no,
0: were... that's true. 100%. They played with a lot of confidence in the knockouts. They had to play against a really tough side in Pakistan to get to the finals and then a uh, comfortable win for them at the end of the day. But, yeah, 100%. Um, congrats to them for this
1: one. Yeah so i think we should move on oh, by the way before we move on to our next topic did you watch the movie on netflix uh the red notice i think that's what it's called
0: oh yes yeah yeah i did i did what do you think what do you think about it <laughs> honestly i thought it was a very entertaining movie like the thing was as soon as i saw the cast i already knew like this was yeah. gonna be funny because you had yeah. johnson and uh um, ryan, sure, ryan, right? ryan reynolds yeah exactly so right away you know it's gonna be a funny movie Um, and that's exactly what it was it was just a really funny like enjoyable movie the action scenes were pretty good like it wasn't like you know one that like you have to think a lot about there's a great story no it wasn't like that at all it was just a you know nice fun little movie to watch
1: yeah i agree and even the storyline like it was pretty good like if you see like the i'm not going to spoil the movie but like the cliffhangers and like the plot twists and like at the, at the end and stuff oh yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. The...
0: no oh my yo honestly yeah <laughs> the amount of plot twists in this movie are ridiculous like insane I really seen that. and the way that they've been
1: doing it is insane
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah 100 percent. no 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 like anyone who's watching it there's no way they can predict what actually ends up happening but um, it's definitely a a movie worth watching that's
1: for sure I think so yeah Uh, okay so now let's get into I mean we pretty much had the like the domestic uh, club football was basically on hold because of the international break and uh, uh, a lot of teams made it to the World Cup qualifiers I think uh, can you list them the only teams that I know are England uh, Netherlands yes uh, Spain.
0: Uh, one second I'll tell you so okay so I'll tell you the teams that have made it so far are uh Serbia Spain Switzerland France mm-hmm. Belgium Denmark mm-hmm. Netherlands Croatia England and Germany so I think all of these teams we probably expected would be in there for sure right like we definitely expected France Belgium England like all these big teams yeah Germany, pretty much
1: Argentina is also in because like they're nine points ahead of Ecuador so like I don't see them lo- like basically losing or anything. Uh, yeah. So the Argentina, Brazil have also made it like to the World Cup. Uh, and bro, which, Uruguay has been very disappointing. They're seventh on their table. Ecuador, Peru, Chile, uh, Colombia are higher than them. And I, it's embarrassing for the Uruguayans. Yeah, I think honestly,
0: just the only one that I'm like really sad about is the Norway one. Um, yeah. Because we don't get to see Holland in the World Cup,
1: and that yeah. would've been nice. That definitely. And I been was very disappointed to see Italy, Italy lose their games. Portugal lose their games. And they have yeah. to play for the qualifiers you don't expect your both of them are like the last two bro italy just won the euros portugal were the last uh european champions there before this and they both didn't even make like straight qualifications they have to play the qualifiers now like it's very disappointing to see these teams uh go out That's that true. way
0: and, yeah and their teams are like so stacked, stacked up. up i don't know yeah exactly to, i don't understand they shouldn't they should not bro, be in these situations at all yeah they should not
1: be losing against serbia man like what's gonna happen in the world cup yeah, yeah, first yeah, of all exactly. the World Cup is going to be very it's going to be fun because of the change of scenery it's in Qatar so everyone has to adjust it's going to be very hard to adjust the weather and stuff even though they're, they're going to do a lot of things but it's going to be a very fun World Cup though and uh, there's been like the Premier League and like all the other leagues have like put out their schedules that they have to basically put the league on hold during the World Cup which of course like they have to and yeah, uh, so, yeah, so that's going to be happening so they're going to they're going to start a little bit earlier in August or something I think that's the plan, but anyway, so do you want to go into, uh, first of all, uh, before getting into the Premier League roundup for this week, I want to talk about Dani Alves coming back to Barcelona. Oh, uh, And Xavi coming back to Barcelona as well. So Xavi is our new manager. I think we talked about this before as well, but uh, the the way that he's been basically just changing the team and uh, the way that he's playing, basically he wants to play with wide wingers just like Pep Guardiola wanted to uh, play. He wants Barcelona to play a high-pressing game. Uh, basically, the Barcelona that we all know, like the tiki-taka, that you have to defend from the front and attack from the back. That's what Barcelona was and we lost that identity. And I'm still not saying that Xavi is going to be very successful because of the amount of injuries and the amount of players that we have. We have a very young team and with a mix of very like old players who are not at their prime, uh, it's going to be hard for him. But I have, uh, but if Barcelona keeps him for like a few more, like two years or even like a year and a half, like I think he's gonna transform Barcelona back into their winning days, because he has that. Because we know Xavi. he's a master of this game. I haven't seen uh, a better midfielder than him and Iniesta. And I don't know if you agree with me or not, but like Chavi, Iniesta, Busquets is the best trio in midfield yeah, I've ever seen. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Like that was probably the most dominant midfield that led them to so
1: many wins and so many titles. Spain like, oh, for, for Spain midfield. and for Barcelona. Exactly. Yeah, 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 they were they were unbelievable. World Cup winners, uh, Euro winners, Champions uh, League yeah, yeah. winners. They've done Nadia. it all. Um, yeah. but
0: though obviously like that that's not to say that uh, that success on the pitch is going to translate into them being a great like manager and stuff as well 100% 100% um, but the but, thing but, is like
1: that's the mindset because because of Xavi's abilities like in the football field because you know how he leads the team right like how he controls the game that's the only way that's the only reason that I expect him to do well and especially like seeing how he transformed like a team in Qatar to play like tiki taka football like he even though it was a dumb it was a very like Not even like a major league, but he didn't even have like he didn't also have a major team, so he dominated with that team in like uh, the Qatari League and stuff. So I have huge expectations for him, especially he knows the Barcelona uh, ways of playing and he has a good relationship with the president. uh, And especially him bringing back Danny Elvis is actually a huge thing for us. Not because of Danny Alves as a player, but just because of Danny Alves' experience in the gr- uh, in the ground and off the pitch as well. Because he's gonna bring that positive, like that positive mindset into the game and that winning mentality into the game. Because that's what Xavi said in his press conference that Barcelona is not gonna play for any draws or any any like losses or stuff. Because that's what Coman, bro. I think you remember what he what he said when Barcelona lost against I don't know which team was it. Uh, they asked him, uh, what do you think about the game? He said, that it is what it is, bro. That's not what your mentality should be. When you're when you're managing a team like barcelona you should you have to have a mentality to win every single game and th- that we know that xavi's gonna have that but let's see how well that translates uh, translates by the team that we have
0: yeah i mean i guess the advantage of him is really good just as a leader for the team um mm-hmm. you know like barcelona also has a really young team right now yeah um that definitely can use some leadership and then especially someone who's been there in that situation multiple times and not even just for just the club of for country as well so like you know he's also done it on uh, multiple levels too so the thing is like yeah he definitely will make an impact obviously yeah you're right like as a player it won't really make a huge difference but it just shows you like what his intentions are as well just seeing that you know he's accepting like the lowest salary and everything as well um like he doesn't care about the money or anything at all all he cares about is just trying to bring Barca back to what they were Um, And if everyone now has that mentality, I think, you know, the players are going to be playing for Xavi as well, right? They are going to play for him and back him. And, like, he's a legend of the club. And if you're playing for the club, there should obviously be a lot of pride um, in the team. And I think, yeah, that mentality, you're right, is going to change a lot um and yeah you would expect that they will improve they will definitely improve as yeah.
1: these players they're not going to the season i don't expect them to win anything no, yeah, but they're they're and they're gonna they have to play positive football and exactly. no, football i think we
0: see i think we see a really bright future for them uh-huh.
1: yeah especially yeah 100 percent. and even though like the rules that he's placed i've seen a lot of like pundits on ESPN. people are actually like not like not even barcelona fans but like regular fans they're, they were basically saying that these rules are actually perfect for teams because uh, these footballers uh, get paid, right? So they're technically they're, they're at their jobs and they need to respect the rules. So basically, Chavi placed a rule that there's not going to be any so use of social media. Uh, during uh, training and like during games and then they have to arrive like at the uh, at, like, at training like one and a half hour earlier because every team does that like one hour before that you have to reach there and stuff. So, so he's going to reach there two hours before and the players have to reach like one hour, 30 minutes before so then they can start and there's like a penalty fine. So if anyone comes late, they have to like pay a fine. So basically they become more responsible and then no partying day before the game. Uh, so basically they're mentally fit. And, and by the way, he, he changed the whole medical team that's what that's was, that was uh, his clause because he saw bro how many injuries have been have we seen in Barcelona recently everyone gets injured like four or five times especially Usman Dembele. like five or six times a year he gets injured like every single time so he changed the whole medical team he bought his he bought the all the one of the best medical staffs that was uh, in pep Coriolaza which was in Barcelona and he bought them back he and he he said that he doesn't want any of the manager squad that was with Coleman he bought his own squad that he, which worked with him in Qatar because he knows them well so like I said I'm expecting good things I'm not expecting tiles but I'm expecting some positive things from Barcelona this season and the future as well
0: yeah no I agree 100% it, it is definitely anyway, it is. Barcelona and this is obviously like considering how bad the situation was yeah you know not too long ago um it's yeah. good to, get to see that you know obviously this team is one that should always be respected just for everything
1: that they've done in the past and they should, you know, agree, agree. Speaking of which, before getting into the Premier League uh, roundup, speaking of Premier League teams, uh, your favorite team, basically there's been rumors or I think it's been confirmed that uh, United are not sacking Ole Gunnar and they're still backing him up, which is, bro, it's absurd. It's insane. How do you still back the guy who has an insane team like that and he's not winning games against like smaller teams as well?
0: yeah I know and you know what the thing is like recently I've been seeing so much so many like rumors that oh Zidane might actually be interested now all of a sudden like I'm seeing so many things where he's like linked to United and all of these things but then that's the thing at the end of the day the Glazers still have a preference for Oli which doesn't make any sense um you know like this club is just there needs to be changes from the top that is the only way this club will change right now our expectations are way too low for a club of manchester united's uh size and history it doesn't make any sense at all um mm. and you can't have favoritism when it comes to um when it comes to your team because you have to respect the fans as well and you have to respect the players right all these players are putting in like ronaldo is giving his last few years of his career to this club and um, yeah you're really wasting his last few years like this is unbelievable man i don't understand um why they're so adamant on ollie but you know, whatever. Honestly, like I don't, I don't even want to continue what we're talking
1: yeah, about think, right now. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So let's just get into the upcoming feature uh, fixtures that are going to be big for this weekend because Premier League is returning and we're going to be getting our post match reviews in like in the next episode. So the first game that I want to talk about is Leicester City versus Chelsea, which is the first game of the Premier League. It's on Saturday. It's at Lester It's at Leicester's home, and it's going to be a very crucial game for Leicester and for Chelsea. Because Chelsea are three points ahead of Man City at this point, and of West Ham, and uh, Leicester City is basically not even in the top ten, so they need this uh, win as well. So basically, if they get this win, uh, they eventually like climb up to like ninth or eighth or something like that. And yeah, no, the table uh, like
0: the middle half of the table is actually very, uh, it's very I mean,
1: close. Even it's very the, yeah, exactly. Even the top half of the table is very close, so anything can happen right now. And it's a fun yeah. year, bro. West Ham are performing amazing. They haven't oh lost their last four games. Unbelievable, beat, man! And what a story yeah. this would
0: be if West Ham all of a sudden somehow um, finds dude. a way to win. Yeah, agreed. that would be unbelievable, man. That would be like the Leicester run, basically. You know, like it, I mean, not and not yeah. quite that level, but um, you know, it, it is technically really good if you think see. about it. I mean, the thing is, like Leicester was a team that was like you know relegated, like, and, like yeah, yeah, in the I agree. League, and now to get. Promoted up into this league and actually win like that was i unbelievable. mean
1: that was unbelievable that was, as well but i'm this, so
0: glad that we got to see that in our lifetime because that's literally something i don't think
1: it, yeah 100 it was magical it was one of yeah. the best yeah for sure but the yeah. thing is like this year like there's so many premier league contenders who can easily win the uh, title for example city chelsea liverpool and united was also in the conversation right so, uh, if West Ham beats all of them and then win the Premier League, it's going to be a very, very big Premier League season. And it's going to be huge for them and for the Premier League history as well because, bro, like, the amount of amazing teams are like, Chelsea, Liverpool, and City, and United, they have. And if they beat all of them to get that Premier League the title, it's going to be insane.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. It would definitely be really impressive if West Ham somehow actually still wins the title. Um, mm. But, yeah. Uh... Yeah, and you're right, like the odds that they have to go up against, like the teams that they have to go up against, United hasn't been this good, like lineup wise, um, in a long time, and you know, Arsenal's playing really well as well, Um, Liverpool has been unbelievable because Salah has just been out of this world. Best player in the world right now. Exactly, the best player in the world for sure. For us, yeah, hundred percent. He's the best player in the world, and even Chelsea has been playing unbelievable.
1: Um unbelievable, you know, The addition
0: yeah. of Lukaku has been great for them.
1: Yeah, even um, though I don't think I think is he going to be back. I think he's he's probably going to be fit for to play this game because they have they they haven't played Werner and Lukaku. That's why yeah. I think they drew the last game. So I yeah, think yeah, he's yeah. going to be back.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, even if he's not, I think they should still.
1: Win this be game easily, yeah. This,
0: yeah, exactly. I think they will be. Um, but I know that Lukaku has returned, like, to training and stuff, so maybe he oh, yeah. that. I just
1: read. that. Yeah, I just read an article that I think he's going to play this game.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's, a, there's definitely a possibility that he does.
1: Yeah. Um, and Mason so... Mount is also going to play, so they have, like, their squad back and everything. So it's going to yeah. be a good matchup for them. So I think they're going to win this, like, the, this game. Uh, but let's get into the next big game, which is going to be huge because on yes. the run that Arsenal are... On they're they're playing yeah. a good they're playing a, not good football they're playing amazing football especially for the starts that they have of this season like they lost like three games in a row right they lost against yeah best I mean, they, player, had a a bear, they had a yeah
0: yeah yeah go ahead
1: and then uh, I forgot the other I think they lost against Didn't uh, they play Europa. against uh, city? city they had a yeah, huge... They they had lost against city. A huge yeah game. yeah yeah true true they, they lost against the city beginning. you're right they lost against city so yeah. now they face uh basically uh. Liverpool side that's on a roll it's going to be an amazing game it's going to be a very fun attacking game and it's going to be fun to watch
0: yeah no you're right I think the two styles that they play is going to be really entertaining yeah. Um, yeah, like I agree. for us to watch 100% who would you uh, take in this game though what would be your Liverpool
1: position? Liverpool
0: Liverpool okay yeah I, I think I would, I would go for Liverpool as well unless there's some injuries that I don't know about
1: um, yeah, I don't yeah. think there's injuries. Yeah, yeah but the I thing see. is, Arsenal can shock them. But I don't. But like, it's gonna be a very fun game to watch. That's for sure. It's not. Oh, well, hopefully, yeah, guess, it's not I a think one-sided game. Yeah, but there's gonna be a lot of, goals. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of goals. yeah. Yeah, I can
0: Yeah, that definitely will be a really fun game to watch.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like uh, the other games are like Man City versus Everton, which Everton can pull a shocker, but I don't see Man City losing this game. And uh, yeah. Watford versus United. It's gonna be an interesting game after the international break. Let's hopefully see some positive football from Ole and from Manchester United as well. If I, and... see, if
0: I see five in the back, honestly, I'm done. <laughs> like, I am, we're not talking about United again. Like, I, can't, I cannot see a five in the back against a team that is literally 17th and fighting to not get relegated. Like, no. There is no chance in hell that we do not play positive uh, football. In this not game. even a
1: draw. We, you, United needs no, no, a win. No, It has a to comfortable be a win.
0: comfortable win. It has to be a comfortable yeah. win. And uh, just our style of play has to be completely different from what ollie has been trying to do to save his job. It can't Like, if this is a draw, then there is no chance that Ollie stays. I can't – I, I would not expect that, like, except him staying if we draw against Walford. Like, no
1: chance. Yeah, true but, uh, that. Yeah, way. I
0: think outside, outside of that, um, there aren't any, real like, big fixtures, right? But I think it would be fun to see Tottenham.
1: Oh uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be a fun game for uh, Leeds versus uh, Tottenham, just because. Did Spurs sign a manager yet? Yeah? Oh yeah, they have Conte. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. it's gonna be fun Conte. to watch that. Yeah, he's already. Yeah, 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 yeah. He already, already like played two like, games Yeah,
0: yeah, and he's already brought like some new policies in and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. It's a
1: strict one, but um. Yeah, that's what I I'm guess. saying. Like th- these managers have to do that. I don't know why the ESPN pundits. We're talking about, like, Xavi bringing in, is, like, like it's a very uh, boyish act. Bro, they need discipline. They're very young. They're young players, 17, yeah. 18-year-old players. They need, like, discipline. That's what Barcelona was, and that's what, like, teams are. Even Antonio Conte, like, he has his discipline rules that they have to play, that like, they have to follow, and that's what makes teams successful, right? Yeah. In every sport, in every even in just general life, man. Like, you need to have, uh, like, uh, basically a little bit of discipline uh, life and everything
0: that's the only way man like for you to obtain like your goals and stuff like that you have to have like um, a set of actions that you want to take right and things that you will have to let go of you have to get rid of certain distractions and stuff like that and that's what some of these like top managers will do right like they have very strict regimens that you have to follow and it's led to a lot of success right if everyone is um, focused on one thing um it's a lot easier it's a lot easier for you to lead the team and then also to be successful uh, but yeah, I think you know one thing um, that's been um, like there's some rumors about it, and I think we're going to see it. I think Deli Ali is going to be gone uh, from Tottenham at some point because it seems like Antonio Conte already has kind of said something about you know he wants to change, uh, make changes maybe in the lineup, and it seems like Deli Ali might be one of the first ones that would go yeah.
1: before January, I think. And and there's been a lot of rumors circulating that uh, either uh, Hudson Odoi. Uh, Pulisic or Hakim Zeyek from Chelsea either one of them is going to be leaving and uh, Barcelona are trying to get them on a loan deal because uh, they're not getting like a lot of game time so either one of them if Barcelona finds a way to get a loan deal because of the well, because of the lack of funding that we have uh, Barcelona is pursuing one of them and there's been also rumors that like in, in the summer when we have a little bit of money after selling a few players Barcelona are going to try to get Raheem Sterling because he's looking forward to uh, play. some I mean, in some other country, like he he wants to get out of England because he's not getting the playing time that he deserves or wants at, once at the England squad. Sorry, at the Man City squad.
0: Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I think outside of that, is there any other uh thing that you wanted to mention in just like Premier League or football world?
1: Uh no, I don't think. I think that's it. Yeah.
0: Okay. So. Yeah. Um, We've reached our 20th episode, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, a big thank you to everyone that's been listening. Um, you know, honestly, we really enjoy doing these episodes as well, because, you know, for us, like, watching sports and stuff is just a part of our lives, and, you know, we're going, we do it regardless, and, you know, we thought that a lot of the times, you know, we'll be sitting on different sides of an issue when it comes to these, into uh, sports and everything, so, uh, you know, we really appreciate you guys listening to us. Um, we will be making upgrades on the equipment that we're using um, and we're going to constantly be making like new improvements and stuff like that as well Uh, but definitely expect some videos on other platforms uh, you know youtube and tiktok we're planning on um, transitioning into those as well so uh, yeah once again uh, we just wanted to thank you for you know listening to us
1: thank you guys thank you for all the support that we've been getting recently And like Osama said, that we're going to be improving like our production quality and the topics that we speak on and everything. And hopefully we're going to keep on growing and get like we're going to grow our family.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening.